Greetings, listeners. So, it's been quite a year. I'm recording this on April 5th, 2020, about a month since the last in-person meeting of the Esoteric Order of Roleplayers for what looks to be some time to come. The bulk of March was taken up with adjusting to our new reality and figuring out where to go from here. The good news, we're all healthy and we're all taking care of ourselves. Some of us are working from home, some are essential workers out on the front lines, keeping the wheels turning. If you're on our Discord server or are a Patreon backer, you'll already know that we briefly toyed with the idea of switching to an online gaming format and carrying on with the Pendragon campaign that way. And you'll also know that this plan failed to come to fruition, sadly. So the old EOR group is on hiatus. Uh, if you're not on our server or would like to become a Patreon backer, check out this episode's show notes for links to both. Now, the plan as it currently stands is to continue bringing you content, but through other means. First up, it just so happens that right as everything started to go into quarantines and lockdowns here in the States, I had just started running an online campaign for Des and my old friend and sometime creative collaborator, Alex, who lives a thousand miles from us, and I had uh, prudently recorded the first two sessions. I'll talk more about this campaign, and we'll introduce the characters in the piece following this uh, rambling update, but the plan is to put these sessions out as our main campaign for the time being. Uh, please bear with us as we navigate the challenges of recording through an online format. The third session uh, should see a uh, marked improvement in quality, but we'll be dropping the first session a week from today. I'm also looking forward to bringing you a new Nightlife Duet Chronicle, uh, this time with Des returning to the storyteller seat. The working title of the Chronicle is Killer Diller, and it will be a Vampire the Masquerade game focusing on the years surrounding the Anarch Revolt in California and the fall of the Camarilla in Los Angeles uh, from the 1920s through to the 1950s. We're both super excited about this one and hope to get a start on it in the coming weeks. Finally, I'm cooking up a few other ideas for the months ahead in terms of uh, what to run and um, how to set that up and, you know, what players will be involved. A lot of uh, exciting ideas brewing, so stay tuned for more details. And in the meantime, everyone at the Esoteric Order sends our love and best wishes to all our listeners around the globe. Stay safe, wash your hands, wear a mask when you're out in public, practice physical distancing while staying socially connected. We're all in this together. And now, on with the introduction to the new campaign. The Esoteric Order of Roleplayers present By the Sword, a Palladium role-playing game campaign with David Larkins as the Game Master. Yeah, I don't know, but I'll, I'll try to mute myself if I'm not, you know, if it's like...
something weird is going on. Yeah. Yeah, or you gotta, you know, you gotta rip one out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm farting. Yeah. The non-stop farting, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Okay. All right, cool. So, that all being said, um, we are this gathered here. Over. We are gathered here to play the Palladium role-playing game. Woo! Oh, man. Which, of course... That's two totally different awesome. reactions. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Oh my god. <laughs> Which of course is also known as the Palladium Fantasy RPG, depending on what era you want to, you know, focus on. What does that have to do with anything? Like I'm uh, just being pedantic. And um uh it is not called the Palladium Fanty Tale RPG though. That, that is <laughs> oh, man. forthcoming. We just watched we just watched Burning Love again. Rewatched um, all Burning three Love. of them. Yeah. We rewatched it. Yeah. It was yeah. so amazing. It's a great show. So, <laughs> all right um so this is uh this is very off-brand for the esoteric order but these are strange times that we are living in right now uh-huh. uh so i just thought we could talk a little bit about our uh, motivations for why we're doing this why there's a strange man in this uh, virtual room oh my god with us um you know just kind of not that strange. Uh, leering over us as we attempt to. Uh, oh God! <laughs> as we attempt to focus, um, but yeah. So basically, we're playing Palladium because I'm here with Des, my usual yes. Hello. duet partner. But we've, mm. we're now a trio uh, because we've also got Alex, my co-author on Action International, mm. and old chum from back in the day. There he is. Old school chum. Old school chum and old school chum as well. Um, But yes, so we played a lot of Palladium games back in the 90s. (laughs) As one did. did, Chiefly Rifts, but also supplemented with Ninjas and Super Spies. Um, Some Heroes Unlimited. Mm -hmm. Some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Other Strangeness. Limited Heroes Unlimited. <laughs> Heroes Unlimited Limited. <laughs> and um uh and then I think one session of Palladium Fantasy or Palladium RPG. Oh, yeah. Um yeah. Um <laughs> well, actually I, I, I enjoyed oh, it. Yeah. I thought it was good. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we had we had AD and D as well, so mm. there wasn't much point to you know, jumping ship for a fantasy game. But anyway, um, I don't know. You and I just got talking, right? Uh, I listen to I listen to Mega Dumbcast. You listen to Mega Dumbcast sometimes. What is Mega Dumbcast? Shout out to Mega Dumbcast. It's a page by page review of the dumbest thing on every page of a given Palladium RPG. Sometimes dumb in a loving way. More oftentimes dumb in a what the hell were they thinking kind of way. Hmm. Um, uh, I definitely have a love hate relationship with Palladium. I think Alex, you have a love hate relationship with Palladium. Yes. Um, I have enjoyed many a Palladium game, but it's been kind of in spite of <laughs> the game <laughs> a lot of times. So, hmm. um, but we're here. We're here to enjoy this game on its own merits. We're not here to bash it. Nope. Uh, oh. We're here to. <laughs> this isn't like a, a comedy podcast where we're just here to talk about how dumb the game is. Yeah. Uh, That's cool. But. Yeah, it is boring. But anyway, listening to Make a Dumb Cast got thinking about Palladium games again. Yeah. And um and and somehow here we are. <laughs> so 
Well, I think my my affection for Palladium games is pretty sincere. Like, I don't, you know, yeah. there's nothing ironic about it. I, I just no, it. no, it's definitely not ironic. Yeah, but it is frustrating. You know, it's like something yes. that's it's you know, oh, it's like why you're so close. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, if you just had a decent editor, you know. <laughs> so I, it's, you know, yeah. I think it's just something that well, you know, you say, hey, you want to play uh, Palladium game X Y Z, and oh yeah, hell yeah, I'm down. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I played I played uh, Heroes Unlimited at Gen Con a couple years ago, a few years ago, and I had a blast. It was great. So uh, shout out to Matt Reed and uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So had a lot of fun Matt with that. Was kind enough to run that for you. He was, and we had a great time. So it's definitely totally possible <laughs> to have a good time with uh, Palladium games, and in fact, there's a lot to love in these in these kooky and quirky little games. Um, one of the things I've always particularly loved about plating games is they create very interesting characters. So why don't we talk about your characters briefly? Oh, uh, just to I say. have zero experience with plating games. Thank you for asking. And oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I just skipped right over you because uh, you've never, yeah. Well, I wouldn't say you've had zero experience actually. Uh, you what, did participate why? in a crossover Ninjas and Super Spies Heroes Unlimited game that I ran about uh, God sixteen. No, not 16 years ago. We've been together for 16 years. Uh, 14 years ago, maybe it was when we were in San Francisco. Uh, we I played it. No we memory. played it with Tim and Alex on Open RPG. Alex played that mutant gorilla. Um, I I wish I could remember. I just don't. Okay, you all died in a death trap. So. Oh, now I remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that pissed me off. I didn't know yeah, that. yeah, it was unfortunate. Um. That's so not... you had a bit of experience with that. I yeah, was I do, going really. to run Heroes Unlimited for you maybe seven or eight years ago, but that never really got off the ground. So that's kind of your extent of your Palladium experience, I guess. Oh, thank you for telling me what it was. Yeah, as, as far as my memory goes. I don't know if you... Yeah, no, I have anything. zero memory. So the fact that you knew, oh, okay. I was like, oh, thank God somebody remembers. <laughs> oh, you're being sincere then. I was, I know. It didn't sound... Didn't <laughs> thank sound... you so much for telling me. I'm a little tired. We'll just put it that way. It's all good. Little tired. Uh, but yes, you do have a character who's not a little tired. In fact, this character is fresh. Ooh. Fresh as hell. I don't know about that segue, Dave. No. That was bad. Actually. I was well. You weren't giving me much to work with there. Okay. Well, I'm talking about my character. Did are we were we going to talk about like why we decided to? You guys wait. You guys already talked about how why you're deciding to do this, right? I mean, yeah, that was our personal motivation. Why are you here? The only reason I came here is because I wanted to play with Alex because we never get to play games together, and so I thought, hmm, what better way to experience? this weird game than by getting to play with Alex. This is true. Yeah. That's probably my main motivation. Um, and to support your vision for playing this fantasy game. Palladium's a bit like an ayahuasca trip. You know, you want to do what? it with people you trust. implicitly, oh. <laughs> and, and it will, and it will take you on a journey. So, okay, cool. Well, that sounds good. And, uh, you might end up puking into a bucket. So, <laughs> We'll just give us a bucket and roll of toilet paper and we'll be fine. But <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit about your characters here, yes. and uh, and and any other thoughts or whatever you want to throw out there. Um, right. Yeah. So, uh, Alex, since you're the oh, actually, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh. I always do this. Um, 
it's a little bit, I'll start with myself actually, in oh, terms okay. of, <laughs> in terms of um, where I'm coming from with, with the, with the game, right. With the campaign, like what I, what, uh, what my inspirations were and um, points of reference. So um, basically over the holidays, Des and I watched a lot of eighties fantasy movies um we were pleased that willow held up uh we enjoyed legend yeah um we enjoyed dragon slayer yes peter mcnichol that was- uh that was good we did not enjoy the black cauldron that was horrible that was horrible and had some but- strange scary uh forward seeing shit that we were not aware of it had it, it was weirdly foreshadowing yeah. in a lot of ways we wouldn't we wouldn't have uh Gollum. Mm-hmm. In, in our current uh, incarnation without yeah. it so you know. yeah Dirty it's pretty ahead, wild right yeah, yeah. uh-huh yep uh-huh. so that all being said it did get me kind of into that modality and then uh i was like yeah i want to run something that like i made a list of like a master tropes list of like 80s fantasy films because they all seem to have very similar tropes going on and so I'm, uh, that's kind of my goal as a GM is to hit a lot of those tropes. But in the course of sort of uh, making characters and then getting into uh, playing, because uh, we're recording this after we've played our first session, mm-hmm. um, we also kind of hit upon classic 80s and early 90s uh, computer RPGs like Fantasy Star, for example. Oh, yeah. And uh, dare I say, Miracle Warriors, even. Uh, <laughs> but um, uh, so we're, we're going to hit some of those tropes as well, which includes kind of a sandboxy uh, structure of other, you know, like any classic CRPG of that era, we're going to have some quests leavened in with the uh, general sandboxing as well. So hmm. uh, that's kind of where I'm coming from. I've designed a very cool Obsidian portal, if I must say so myself. <laughs> Yeah, it is really cool, actually. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. <laughs> I know I was fishing for that compliment, but I'll take it anyway. You <laughs> uh, <We> were not. <laughs> and um, uh, there'll be a link to that in the show notes, as they say. Uh, but that's kind of where I'm coming from. How about you guys? What kind of characters did you uh, make? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, uh, uh, oh, no. We have characters? <laughs> <laughs> How does the role playing game work again? Oh God! <laughs> Tell us, Kevin. Oh, oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Alex, I'll defer to you if you wanna. All right. Yeah. I'll. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll. I'll kick things off. So. <laughs> I am playing Laszlo Klopek, mm. uh, a mind mage. So kind of a uh, fantasy version of the psionicist. Well, I guess, you know, or just a psionicist in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. About my character. He is a 16-year-old from the kingdom of... Loading, please wait. <laughs> yeah. Spinning, spinning disc, spinning disc. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Where is he? The kingdom of... Is it Beregia? Am I have that right? Rodan? Mm-hmm. No, wait, sorry, <laughs> wrong. He is from the kingdom of Kohugan. There we go. Oh, oh, right. In, yes, yes. In the old kingdom frontier. So, uh, yeah, this campaign is set in the Western Empire. 
and uh, the kind of border area between the Western Empire and the Old Kingdoms is the Old Kingdom frontier. Uh, it's where my character's from, from a town called East Orluk. His uh, past is uh, a bit mysterious. He is fleeing something. Oh. It is um, it's alluded to, you know, he's kind of, you know, at least those close to him know that it's something to do with his family and expectations. Uh, as a mind mage, he is, uh, you know, kind of gifted with these psionic abilities from birth. It's made him quite uh, useful to his family in their, you know, various negotiations with the their neighbors in the kingdom of Grishup and Barbadic. Uh, however, Laszlo uh, did not enjoy the, you know, kind of um, underhanded way in which, you know, he was being exploited by his family and left to seek out adventure on his own, perhaps, you know, finding like-minded individuals who felt the same way he did about, you know, the world and and, uh, his place in it. His trip, unfortunately, took him to Arena Town, which is in the Tarledit Plains to the northwest Arena Town, uh, kind of a, well, based, you know, as you can guess, based on its name, a, uh, a town that favors uh, gladiator fights and probably, mm-hmm. you know, all the, the various gambling and other vices that surround such activities. Mm. And it didn't take him long, I believe, on his first day there. <laughs> we'll see what happens, but uh, <laughs> it didn't take him long to find himself in trouble. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, as far as his personality goes, he is. Uh, Easygoing, laid back, and actually as quite trusting of others. A kind of peculiar trait for someone who has psionic abilities. You know, he's yeah. kind of uh, aware of other people's you know, ulterior motives quite a bit, but still is, has clung to his ability to trust them. And uh, furthermore, is there anything else here? Physically, uh, he resembles... Um, our good friend, uh, gosh, why can't I remember his name? I can never remember his name. Uh, Ted Raimi's character from Ted. Uh, yeah. Oh, from jo- Joxer? Is it Joxer? Yeah. Yes, uh-huh. Joxer. So, so Ted Raimi. Imagine a young Ted Raimi. Uh, but more specifically, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's, a re- that's a reference everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, that's all, just that's look, all you just know. Look oh, up. young Ted Raimi, of course. <laughs> of course, of course, Ted Raimi. Yes. And uh, specifically in, in uh, Hercules, Joxer, uh, at least this, the photographs I've seen, has this really obnoxious, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you call it a helmet or, or <laughs> what you would call it, but it's kind of yeah. this uh, little, you know, leather helmet with these ear flaps, you know, pinned up. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's basically his look, you know, kind of an obnoxious look, which actually goes along with his uh, mental affinity of nine. He's not a very uh, charismatic individual. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, I think that pretty much covers everything. He's human. Hmm. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah, I think that does it for him. He, <laughs> yeah, he has uh, clothes, so there's that. Good. Okay, I'm cool. Good. 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 Uh-huh. Good that he has clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. There you go. There he, is. <laughs> he has clothes. 
Uh, those are close. Those are close. And Des, how about you? Um, let's see here. So my character is the man eater, mm-hmm. and she is a selfish anarchist wolfen. Uh, and she's a gladiator gladiatrix speaking of gladiator fights. Yes. Um, in the strangest in the, thing. So we are in the Western, what is this called? Western empire, Western empire. Mm-hmm. And we are in arena town. So, mm-hmm. um, so the man eater, she may have another name, but she was, um, kidnapped from her pack and her people and was then, foisted to be a slave in arena town. And eventually mm-hmm. because she was so uh, like, like just the way she was with just being kind of rowdy and um, just a troublemaker and her mm-hmm. physical strength, she, um, she decided that it would be smarter for her to get into the gladiator um, arena and try to just fight. Cause she just friggin' hates humans. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I dare say, I dare say, she was even placed in the arena, perhaps, maybe uh, by you know speculators who are like, get well, that wolfen in there, kind of thing. Well, I like the idea of her choosing to because once she could see that she could, you know, crack some skulls of humans, she's like, oh well, certainly. I mean, up. yeah, exactly. You probably arrange things so that people would mm-hmm. be like, oh my god, you know, look at that mm-hmm. natural born gladiator. Yeah. <laughs> so she's eight foot tall, has dark fur, mm. and hazel eyes. Her personality is like a bit of a braggart, cheerful and annoying. Um, but at the same time, she just friggin' hates humans. And she has a short sword and a large shield. She's good at disguising. And let's see here, tracking. She speaks Western. She plays a wind instrument, too. So she has a flute that she carries with her. Hmm. Um, this is something that she's always had. It's a small little, maybe it's not a flute, but more like a piccolo or something tiny that she can easily hide because it's like the one remnant that she has of her family. Mm. Mm, she has a good sense of direction. She can imitate voices too. And she has demon and devil lore, which I guess she can recognize or see demons or sense them or something. Uh, just more that you know about them. So, like, you know, like, demons what are demons are allergic to? What are some of their favorite television shows, etc.? You know. Oh, what do they I, like to drink? I have demon lore yeah. too. That's something we can bond over. Oh, that's cool. And so, my special <laughs> like a bu- couple of teenagers talking about serial killer facts. You know. <laughs> hey, I heard this one devil. Oh, uh, you know what yeah. he did. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, um, by good claw and bite attack. And yeah, so we, um, that is, that's the man eater. Nice. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, uh, I think with that, we will wrap this up unless you guys had any other, uh, just this this little, this little section, uh, unless you had any other general comments, commentary, um, of any kind. No, I I, no. I look forward to playing our first session. Oh yeah, it will right. be fun. No, actually, I might post it separately. So uh, <laughs> be on the lookout for that first session at some point. Yes. Yeah. All right. 